Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your hosts, Jessica McIntyre and Quinton Cools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Welcome back to the podcast studio with Quinn and J-Mac. Quinn, say hi to the people. Hey, people. Because <laughs> <laughs> we really hope that there's more than one people Yeah, and we appreciate you guys listening and giving us feedback on this. This uh, has been really fun. Great. This is cringy. Now all the peoples have dropped off. So for the one of you that's still left listening, hey, guys, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, we are back, and we are in our third episode of the third season of the Team Pack Podcast and continuing with the theme of becoming. That was from our national convention theme from this year. So that whole idea of to live is Christ. So today we're going to be talking about how do I love the Lord with my strength? So Quinn, when I'm thinking strength, I'm thinking you and I going to the gym, you know, shout out to as we do, as we do (laughs) on the reg, (laughs) as everybody should know. Uh, No, there was actually one point in time where we did go to the gym. Um, Somewhat faithfully. Yeah. Yeah. Probably for two weeks. Two-ish. Probably three times a week. Okay. To be honest, I do still go to the gym, and I'm just going to hope and pray and trust that you also still go to the gym. I'm going to the gym tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Have I been recently? No. No. It's fine. It's fine. It's never too late. Never too late. But that's what it makes me think of. It makes me think of... You know, strength, walking into a crunch fitness at sure. 6 a.m. No, I'll be honest. It was How do I lift weights to the glory of God right. kind of a thing? Right. Am I sitting there pumping iron, as it were, in front of the mirror, if you can get mirror space? Because right. let's be honest, <laughs> that's not a thing at crunch fitness. Uh-huh. There's a lot of really strong people, and they want the yeah, mirror space, for sure, for which sure, is fine. Sure. I'm, like, fine to hide behind them for a little bit and lift my little dinky weights, but it's fine. Not the point, um, but... But is that what it means to, like, go and walk into the gym and you start, you know, doing your curls and you're just, like, Tim Tebowing it up and you've got the little under uh, your eye, like, Bible verse. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on right. your face and you're, like, quoting scripture as, you, as you're getting I got you. Pump. I got I, I see where – yeah. So, uh, no. I mean, obviously, it's much more than that. Loving the Lord with all your strength um, is, is really addressing – um, the outcome of your life, the actions, the activity, the words, the, you know, what your life is producing, what you're spending your time on. Um, so in a sense, I mean, in a sense, yeah, working out at 6 a.m. at Crunch Gym is a way to love Not the Lord with all your strength, way. potentially. I mean, if um, if you are being a good steward of um, of keeping your body healthy and strong, I mean that God's given you that you should steward that. Um, so in a sense, yeah, like being at the gym can actually be a part of that. But you know, maybe if you're at the gym, you know, two three times a day, and you're just in there for hours on end, and you're, you know, you're you're missing out on a lot of other things that God has called you to, in, in that season of life or whatever then maybe you're not loving the Lord with all your strength in that sense. Maybe you're, maybe you're doing it because, you know, it's, it's a self-serving thing and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get the gains and you're trying to, you know, 
um, have a uh, particular, uh, you know, picture video on, on the socials or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Um, there's a lot of vainglory at the gym, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but I do think that uh, that and uh, and other things throughout the day are, are really what we're talking about. We're talking about strength in the sense of um, what I do with my hands, mm-hmm. uh, what I do with uh, with the with the words of my mouth, um, what I do with my time. I think I think that's what we're really getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think kind of to shift gears for just a second here, I think a lot of it comes down to preparation too. When you're talking about when you're talking about strength um, and there's a conditioning and it makes me think of this teacher of mine that I had when I went to a discipleship school out in Colorado and his name was Dan McConaughey. Now everybody loves Dan. He was this older gentleman um, and he really, really was a fantastic teacher, knew so much about the word. Him and his wife were just incredibly impactful to the ministry there and to all the students and just uh, a wonderful picture of what it means to live intentionally um, and in surrender to the Lord. And he specifically, I think, was a really good example of what it looks like to love the Lord with your strength. And with your, you know, with your hands, with your, with, with your resources, as it were, with what you have available to you, he would teach a class that was like missionary training, um, but it was a fitness class. And he literally taught things like Tabata workouts and things like that um, with the idea of if you are ever a missionary and thrown in prison, like here's how you can maintain fitness and be strong. And, and that's just where his mind was at. Um, and it was, it's like, what is, what is the purpose of it? The purpose is not to, yeah, be able to walk into crunch fitness or gold's gym or the CrossFit games and win it all and be the biggest, best, strongest. Like, sure. That is absolutely a platform that the God, that God can use for you to, um, represent his glory and to love people and to love God and to serve him. But, but he was saying for a greater purpose (laughs) for whatever (laughs) it is that God might call me to do this man, uh, Dan, we love him. He, uh, I heard this story one time. I'm not entirely certain if it was true, but knowing Dan McConaughey, it was probably true. (laughs) Um, he had this really intense mustache, and okay. so it just made, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. It was the, he was the sort of man that you just respect because his name is Dan, and he's got a really great mustache. Nice. Um, and and in my mind, like you can really believe the stories about those people. <laughs> um, but anyways, there was this lake not far from the campus, and it was almost three miles around. And Dan would go to the lake holding weights and he would carry them above his head and do walking lunges around the lake. So for three miles now, just knowing what it takes to do like an overhead plate carry or whatever, he probably wasn't able to keep his arms up the entire time. Right. Um, but, but that was the mentality that he attacked it with. Um, the actual physical element of loving the Lord with your strength. That was for being prepared to do whatever it is that God has called you to do. And so um, that's, that, in my mind, it was such a physical like picture of mm. what that looks like. And that's getting at one specific element, one mm-hmm. like the actual physical strength, which is really interesting. And, and we want to talk about it a little more holistically. Um, 
but I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and as you take that idea of the effort, the discipline, the mm-hmm. even the the strain, the the work that's put in, I think there's a sense of um, priorities. There's a sense of um, saying I'm gonna set aside one thing in order to do this other thing. Um, so when we're talking about loving the Lord with all your strength, we're saying, okay, with um, the things that I could be doing, what will I do? I'm going to have to say no to some things in order to say yes to better things. And not even just better things for me, but better things in line with what God is calling me to. And you referenced that several times already. I think when we think about um, our, our calling, I think uh, I've come across this idea of seasons. Um, and when I first kind of understood this idea that, you know, life is seasons, we go through seasons, whatever. I actually really didn't like that idea. Um, it felt unstable, uh, felt uh, kind of anxiety producing for me. Um, but since then, I've realized that like God walks with us through every season. Mm-hmm. And so there's always more grace to be experienced. There's always growth um, to be experienced in each season. But I think when it comes to asking the question, as our listeners are, how do I love the Lord with all my strength? You need to first kind of ask, um, you know, what am I being called to in this season of life? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that that to me is getting at the idea of purpose. Yeah. And and, and so, you know, if, if you're a young single person, maybe you're um, still in school or maybe you're um, working a job or maybe both, maybe you're working multiple jobs and in school. Uh, sound like anyone, you know, or, you know, uh, you know, maybe you're a, uh, you know, a, a middle-aged dad. I'm not middle-aged, but I am a dad. Um, maybe you're an empty nester or maybe you're a retiree, but like at different times, you're going to have capacity for different things. You're going to need to spend you know, the hours of your day investing in um, in the relationships with certain people. Sometimes that's going to be heavily focused at home. And so, um, you know, during, during you know, a number of my years growing up, uh, when I was a young believer, it was investing in my siblings and it was investing in my friends from church and that sort of thing. And I started a Bible study and it was, you know, it was very local community oriented, um, over time, I served with Teen Pack Leadership Schools and with Worldview Academy and would travel to different events as, as you did with Teen Pack as well. And through those experiences, my, my season of life had me ministering elsewhere, spending my time and my energy and mm-hmm. my capacity was being filled, given to other things. I ended up moving to Virginia hey. from, from Oregon, you from Maine, and, and that inevitably was a shift from, okay, I'm investing in my younger siblings mm-hmm. pretty heavily to now I only get the occasional phone call and text message. Yeah. And that was hard for me. Like that was a, that was one of the saddest things for me moving to Virginia, taking a job, working in ministry, East coast versus West coast, all these changes. It wasn't just that the season was changing. It was that the things that I was now being called to invest in were different. And I was having to sacrifice something, surrender something that I love, something that was good um, for this purpose that God had in this this ministry role. And I think I think we need to ask those sorts of questions. I 
you know, of, of where am I right now in my season of life and what time and capacity do I have? And honestly, you know, this goes to something Teen Pack teaches that the young people have such a high capacity. Um, I think we have a greater capacity than we think. What do you um, mean? So, uh, you know, we, we look at our schedule and we, you know, we, we work, you know, 20, 30, 40 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, you could be taking college classes as well. You could be serving, uh, at a local food pantry for 10 hours a week. You could be, um, you could be serving on your, on your worship team at church. Like there's more that you could be doing than just like, oh, what are you doing in life? Oh, I've got this job. Or, oh, I'm doing school. It's like, no, you have a greater capacity. Um, I've learned that through, uh, through my time uh, in grad school where there were times where I was working multiple jobs and taking multiple classes and I'd stay up late studying and writing essays and so forth. And then I'd get up early and, uh, you know, meet with some friends for, um, some time in the word and, and coffee, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> have to have the coffee. Um, and I think for a season I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your body can be pushed, your mind can be pushed to, um, to engage at that level, uh, but not f- for all time, not sure. always. Um, and I think that it's important to recognize, okay, that's not a season that's always going to be there. You're going to reach the point of burnout if you're constantly yeah. filling in the margins with all these things. And so now the season that I'm in, I'm a dad uh, of, of two young kids, a three-year-old and a, and a two-year-old. And um, now it's, okay, how do I invest in them? How do I support my wife? How do I um, love my family, lead my family? Um and that's been a really sweet time of recognizing, okay, there was a season where I was in school and I was kind of, what is it? Burning the candle at both ends. Is that, is that the phrase? <laughs> yeah, burning the candle at both um, ends or yeah. in this case, exploding the candle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then now, uh, you know, now I'm in a different season where now I'm, I'm kind of more invested in other relationships within our church community. And I'm more invested in some of the relationships in our teen pack community. And I'm giving that capacity to my family and I'm saying, okay, I'm in a different season. Um, I don't know what, what, what are your thoughts on that in terms of seasons and, Mm -hmm. and maybe seasons you've been in or seasons you've seen family or friends in, do you buy that idea that like in a different season, you have different capacity, different calling to do different things? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, well, two things. First, I think we, you're right. We live in a culture that's rather apathetic um, and people can get really wrapped up in their one thing that they're doing and that they have a capacity for more. On the flip side of that, we also live in a culture that has said your value and your worth is defined by Ooh. how much you do. Yep. And so it's very easy to get caught up in that. And yeah. so I think that honestly, there is this draw and great danger in being busier than we ought yep, to be. Totally. Being busier than what God has called us to be. Totally. And there are definitely seasons of <laughs> the grind, as it were. Like I yep. was definitely in a season at one point of um, in school and work and church and traveling a lot. 
and more work and more school and trying to invest in community and build that um, and maintain friendships and um, and and that was a lot. <laughs> um, and and so when that happens, I think there's culture says, okay, well, you need to let go of some things. You need to step back and say, all right, what is serving me? Mm. And if it's not serving me, then it's it can go. Mm-hmm. And I I think that you know, in those seasons, like God does call us to different seasons, but I think the danger is in thinking about it from a very self-focused perspective um, and recognizing that I can love the Lord with what I have in a season of busyness or in a season of the downtime. And honestly, I'd say right now (laughs) for me personally is probably one of those more downtimes. Um, you know, work is still there. <laughs> we still work here. Um, but, you know, our hours are slightly shorter. And, yeah, there's a second job, but it's not nearly as much as it was when I first started. And I'm taking a break from school this summer. And I'm not traveling as much as I usually would be. And, and that's really good because that margin in your mm-hmm. life uh, kind of causes you to be more present, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's with, you know, your local church, with roommate, with um, the people that you interact with at work. You're just, there's kind of a lower stress, lower anxiety just generally in life because mm-hmm. there's not, you're not, you're not right. bordering on capacity or over capacity all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all in on what you're saying. I, I think that that's a, a healthy warning to recognize it. It's not, do more for the sake of doing more, mm-hmm. but to the degree that God has given you a capacity and you're right. filling it with other things, you're filling it with, you know, binge watching Netflix, Right. use that time in whatever season that you have to ask the Lord what he's calling you to. Mm-hmm. A, a friend of ours in Teen Pact, Andy Kaufman, um, he texted me at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 and he uh, he sent me a, a message from an individual who had, had spoken at a large church and the message came down to these two questions that you ask God. God, what do you want me to know and what do you want me to do? Hmm. And Andy just encouraged me. He said, hey, for you personally, for your family and for Teen Pact, I think these are good questions to keep kind of repeating. God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know right now? What do you want me to know about your character? What do you want me to know about um, about who you are and what you're wanting to accomplish here? And and what do you want me to do? How can I join you in that? How can I participate in that? And so whatever season you're in, you can be asking those questions and following the Lord. And um, a good example of this is uh, a gentleman from my church here in uh, Midlothian, Virginia. Um, his name is Ted Williams. And Ted just a couple uh, months ago um, announced that he was retiring from uh, from the medical field and um, and now that he's entering this new season of life, you know, all of his kids are grown and um, now he's no longer going to be you know working these busy hours and in a high stress environment. You know, he's going to be able to um, to just do more with the grandkids. He's going to be able to uh, spend more time playing one of my favorite sports, pickleball. Um, yes, I just played pickleball last <laughs> yeah? night. Yeah, really? Okay, Yes, awesome. I was out there with Mr. and Mrs. Martin. Okay, heck yeah. And oh, Hope yes. and Luke, and it was a great time. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> um, yeah, pickleball is a blast. My family loves it. But but 
Ted Williams, he got up in front of our church and was just telling us through a testimony. He was like, hey, during this season, as I'm entering retirement, how can I use pickleball games? Mm -hmm. How can I use um, Bible studies with former coworkers from the hospital? How can I make the most of the time that God's given me in this season? There's new opportunities, new capacity that's opening up. And I just loved his heart behind that because he was saying, look, Things are changing. My season's going to be different. My capacity is different. And therefore, what God's calling me to, I want to be sensitive to that and I want to lean into that. And I think we need to do more of that because otherwise we just kind of assume we've got it figured out. And so we, you know, we kind of create our 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 game plan based on the dream scenario and we we get on the grind and we pursue that and pursue that and pursue that. But then when the relationship ends or when the job does not work out or we don't get the scholarship or whatever that thing is when when the bottom falls out mm-hmm. what are you left with um and and my question is maybe maybe in the process we need to be asking all right lord how do you want me to spend my strength how do you want me to spend my time where should i be you know invested right here right now um and where are you calling me to and i think that's that's the question yeah and that that is absolutely it and that's what it gets down to and I love when you're talking about what do you want me to know and what do you want me to do because as you're talking about this idea you're thinking about okay purpose and I think we're narrowing it down a little bit we've been people think purpose and it's kind of, there's a big picture purpose. Like we, we know what that purpose is. It, it's to know God, to love him and to love others. Um, but we're talking about specific seasons and how to love God with what we have right now. And what is the purpose in that? And so I think questions like, okay, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do are very important in figuring out what that purpose is. Cause yeah, life gets derailed and your expectations often aren't met and they might've been very real, realistic, good expectations, but God has a different purpose. And so it's a matter of surrendering what, what we thought would be or what we want or what we think it should look like and saying, okay, God, I don't see what it is right now, but you do. And so being intentional in that, you are purposeful in the season that you're in because he has called you to where you are right now. Everything in your life has brought you to this point. And it's not a mistake. It's not an accident that he has you. We, uh, he's the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. Like it is no yep. mistake that you are where you are. And he is a big, good God and has good things for you. And he's going to work with that, whether that's playing pickleball and mm-hmm. being intentional with how you are doing that, or whether it's pastoring a church, whether it's getting married, whether it's going across the nations and being a missionary to right. far off places. Like totally. God has called you to this point, this time, um, for a reason. So stepping into that, even when it's slow, even when there's different seasons, even when you don't have much to offer, but saying, God, take what I do have, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it's yours. Do with it as you will. And that's what it means to surrender and, and live a life that says, all right, it's not my own. My my time, my thoughts, my words, they're yours. Do with it as you will. 
I think what it comes down to is living our lives in such a way that proves he is Lord. Yeah. And that's true when you're busy, when you're not busy (laughs) in different seasons of life, when you're feeling really good about life or when you're not feeling so good about life. Yeah. But continually living, whether you're on the pickleball court or the basketball court or on a stage preaching to the masses, how are you living your life in such a way that proves he is Lord? Yeah, something that um, my wife Kelsey and I have done pretty regularly, probably I'd guess every six months or so, is we'll sit down and reevaluate our schedule. And what I'll do is I'll just like completely clear out everything from our schedule. And then we'll add back in the things that we want to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've probably heard the, the you know, idea of when you have like a jar and you're trying to fill it with, you know, sand and rocks yeah. and, and gravel and whatever. But basically that you, you need to start with the large items, then the medium items, then the small items, and it'll all, it'll mm-hmm. all fit, but you have to prioritize things. And so, um, Basically, that's what we do is we say, okay, what are the big items? What are the what are the rocks um, in our schedule that need to be, you know, there? And 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 a part of that conversation that I I pursue is, what does the Lord want for our schedule for our family schedule? So is that time in our local community, participating in you know the preaching and community at, at, at church on Sunday? Is that a community group gathering? Is that a worship night? Is that a um, is that a Bible study with some other girls or some other guys? Is that, um, you know, is that working? Is that, uh, is that, um, is it spending time with our extended family? Like what, what are the different things that need to be a priority for us? Similarly, we've had that conversation uh, recently about um, finances and I've really enjoyed where the conversation has gone because now we're having this conversation about like, okay, how could we be generous? Mm. Like we came into some extra money related to a stimulus or we come into an extra paycheck on a given month. It's like, instead of thinking like, where can I immediately spend that? Mm-hmm. It's like, Lord, what do you want us to do with this money that's yours that we're stewarding? Mm-hmm. And just like you're saying, like that's that's a way of telling the world Jesus is king and he's the king of my time. He's the king of my money. He's the king of my um my activities, like, and, and if we're willing to submit those things to him, he'll guide us. He'll, he'll do it. He'll Mm -hmm. through his word, through, um, through wise older believers, through other people kind of speaking into our lives, like he'll show us what we ought to be doing and and how we ought to be, you know, spending those resources. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just think that oftentimes we don't even ask. Oftentimes we just assume that our motivations are good and therefore, you know, spending that money on that thing that we've always wanted, um, is the best way to spend that money. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe God has something else for that. You know, we think that going to this particular school or, um, or rooming with this particular person is what we ought to do when really, if we took time to pray through that, ask the Lord, all right, God, what are you calling me to do? It might be something different. And I think that that shouldn't scare us because like you're saying, God is good and he has intended, he's purposed for you to be here in this moment in time and it's a good thing and it's something to be embraced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that's kind of a good landing point there. Like that is a good thing. That is something to be embraced. And 
there's an unknown <laughs> in that and there's a trusting that has to take place in that but we know beyond a shadow of a doubt who our God is and that above all else we know that he is faithful um and it's hard sometimes to let go of those things like you know you come into that extra cash or you come into um whatever it is you have these talents you have these gifts you have these ability you have time and and but it comes down to what do I have that the Lord can use yeah. and recognizing it's not yours in the first place. Oh, so good. Like everything that you have is his. And how are we living in our, our life in such a way that surrenders to his will, to his way, to his plan? And I don't think that's to say that we'll always naturally of our flesh want it, but it is to say, all right, God, despite me selfishly wanting maybe what I want, more than that, I want what you want. Yeah. And so it, it comes down to that intentional living. I I think about um, that hymn where it talks about, I think it's called like Take My Life. Um, I was going to look it up later. I don't remember precisely all the spec- specifications about what it's called, who wrote it, but um, you'll know probably what it is. And it's Take My Life and Let It Be. So we're starting from the premise of, all right, God, what I have is yours. And and it says things like, take my life, let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments, take my days, take my hands, take my feet, and so on. Take my voice, take my lips, take my silver, take my gold. It is talking about very tangible things. And then it gets even deeper and says, take, take my intellect, Take my will, take my heart, take my love. And at the end of it all, it says, take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. And that's the point of it. It's, it's saying, God, I surrender to you what I have and, and who I am because I know I have been bought. I've been purchased by your blood. And I am living with that end in mind. I am living in light of eternity. That is what um, the lens through which we are looking through everything. Are you living in such a way that proves that he is Lord? And that would be my challenge to us all. Are we living in light of eternity? Are we making decisions about finances, about school, about you know our future, our plans? Are, are we thinking about those and praying through those and making decisions about those in light of who God is and what it is he has called us to do and his ultimate agenda? Or are we thinking about those from our perspective? So that is the challenge I, I would leave you with is live a life, <laughs> living our lives in such a way that proves he is Lord. And that's going to be all from us for today, guys. So thanks so much for joining us as we've talked about our hands, how we love the Lord with all our strength. Uh, J-Mac, thanks so much. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks, Quinn. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Packed Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampack.com. Or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes. 